Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today is Phil Gerbeshack. Phil is a friend of mine that I've known for a few years now. He comes from the world of digital marketing and connection, and he's got some sweet skills on LinkedIn, and he is just a phenomenal speaker, presenter, trainer, and all-around great guy. Welcome to the show, Phil. Thank you, Paul. It is so great to be here, buddy. We've been looking forward to this for a while. Yeah, absolutely. At least I have. Oh, me too. Me too. Well, we first talked about this a whole, like a whole year ago, Paul. And yeah. it's nice that it finally is working out, man. <laughs> you know what? I shared with you before the show, Phil, that I'm starting to dabble in your world a little bit. We live in the information age. And uh, with, with all of the possibilities of connection online, you know, we've got what? Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. And there's just all these ways to get connected. You and I have had a little bit of a chat about sometimes there's an illusion there in the connection. We're not always as connected as we feel we are with all of these these digital supports. So they become a, a tool and a resource, obviously, but then also, uh, maybe it's not helping us connect as much as we think it is sometimes. What does that trigger for you? Yeah, well, I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, we see people um, on Facebook, we see people on LinkedIn, we see them on Twitter and Instagram, you know, we see their videos even. And one of two things happens. Either one, we think, oh my gosh, I just saw Paul yesterday. Therefore, I don't need to actually take time to connect. I don't have to call him. I don't need to visit him in person. I don't need to um, comment. I, you know, it's enough. He knows that I saw him. So therefore, I'm caught up with his life. That's mm-hmm. one thing that happens. And the other thing that happens is that we get overly familiar with people. We think because we've watched 50 hours of their video or listened to 50 hours of their podcast or read 50 of their articles that, boy, now we really know each other. So when I do see Paul in person, boy, we're going to be friends and we're going to hit it right off. And both of those could be true. Don't (laughs) get me wrong. I, I know a lot of people that I have met for the first time in person because we've spent so much time online that yes, absolutely, we are connected. And yes, uh, because I see what's happening on Facebook, I do get a glimpse into your life because I see what you're doing on LinkedIn and I notice you just got a new job. Yes, I, I do know some about your life, but that's only about an inch deep. It's not deep enough to really connect. And, and we wish people a happy birthday with you know three little letters, H, B, D, for happy birthday. Mm-hmm. We get lazy. We think that's enough, and it isn't, yeah. and we crave more. And I think that because of that, for many people, social media can be a big crutch instead of a great tool. Mm. And, and it creates some illusions. You know, as you were 
introducing that, Phil, I remember very recently being at a, a conference and someone came up to me in, in just the most friendly, familiar way you can imagine. And honestly, I had no idea who this was. And then it dawned on them that they know me only through YouTube. And they're talking to me as if I'm an old friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to them, I was because I'm, I'm on their device, I'm in their ear, I'm in their face on probably a daily basis, but I've never met them personally. And so it creates a connection, yes, but it's a very different kind of a connection that um, in this case was not a reciprocal connection. I didn't know them. Now, I got to know them. See, that gave us an opportunity to actually connect as fellow human beings on the planet. Um, but what, what you're talking about here is so true. It's, there, there is so much that happens in a virtual world that sometimes we need to check back in with what's going on here on the planet uh, with our fellow human beings. Yeah, well, you said the big word there, Paul, that a lot of people miss, and that's reciprocal. Is it really reciprocal? So somebody who listens to a thousand hours of you on YouTube knows you, but Paul, you have no idea who the heck they are. Right. That's the hard part is that's the illusion, right? They, we think that, oh, well, I've listened to them, therefore they've listened to me. Therefore, they know me. And, you know, it's, it's so comical to me that people forget that it's not enough just to listen. You have to participate. So part of that participation could be done by, hey, I've been commenting on your videos. And I've, not only have I watched a thousand hours of your video, but Paul, here's one of the things that I watched that I can actually take away and implement. Or here's a mindset that you helped me shift as a result mm-hmm. of listening to your podcast. And that's that's the thing that we miss, right? That reciprocity, because it's not enough just to consume someone's content. We have to really connect. We have to give back because otherwise we're invisible. Otherwise, the other person doesn't know that we're even there. It's like, think of how creepy it would be if, if we're hanging out at church or we're hanging out at a coffee shop and we're listening to somebody else's conversation for three hours. And then suddenly when the other person walks away that they were talking to, now you walk up and say, Hey, by the way, I, I heard you talk for the last three hours. And here's my, here's my feedback on the conversation. It's, it's great to be your friend. It's like, Whoa, dude, I didn't even know you were listening. That's really kind of, kind of intrusive. So, uh, we have to be really careful of that illusion of the reciprocal relationship because often, sadly, it doesn't exist. And if we're too familiar, it actually leads to being really creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had a question, though, as you were sharing sure. that, Phil. I, the question was simply, why? You said we need to pay more attention to the connection, you know, to the actual relationship and and I know that you've got some good answers to this Phil but why why do we need to do that 
Well, I, I, there's a lot of reasons why, but I'll, I'll just give you a few. The first reason why that we need to do that is because even though we're more digitally connected, we're less connected in reality than ever before. People feel really alone. I know that you know, as a professional speaker, as a trainer, um, I'm on the road. And while people think, oh, wow, that's great, man. You get to talk to 300, 500, 1,000, 5,000 people. Wow. You must have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. That's not true. I don't have a lot of friends. In fact, when I'm on the road, the, the times that I love the most is actually when I do get to meet with my friends, my real friends that I get to see. So sometimes speaking is really lonely because I can help people be connected and they connect great to each other and then they don't connect with me. So that's one reason, right? That, uh, that loneliness is, is really big. The second reason that I think connection is so important is for shared understanding, really, of the world. So um, we're not very tolerant of each other's different opinions like we used to be. And while in some ways we're more tolerant of different opinions, that's because we find more people like us, but we're not really tolerant of people that are different from us. It's never been easier to find an affinity group than it is now to find people that are just like us. But that means that there's a lot of people that aren't like us that never get inside. So we're never able to change their way of thinking, never able to adapt our own way of thinking with real connection. I mean, I'm from an itty bitty town of 996 people called Krivitz, Wisconsin. And if all I ever connected with was those 996 people, we would all have very similar points of view, very similar offerings, and never bring any new ideas into the world and never expand my way of thinking. So mm. I would not be a very diverse person if that was really all that I had in my world. So to get new ideas, the third reason, to build new innovations, to be more um, you know, to be more creative, we have to be more connected. We have to go deeper with people beyond just the, oh, Paul's favorite color is blue to the, why does it matter that Paul's favorite color is blue? And when did that start? And what does Paul do for work? And who's Paul's family? And what are his deepest held convictions? And why are they that way? Not because... I'm trying to intrude, but because I'm trying to really connect and go deeper with Paul. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing uh, that we're missing because we just get surface level and coming back to the loneliness point, if all we do is connect on social, we think everybody else is living a highlight reel and we're just living a normal life. When in reality, social media is just the greatest hits of our day, a highlight reel of our life and isn't really meant for that deep level of connection for most people. We need to take mm -hmm. it offline. We need to take it one-to-one -one like we're doing today and really connect with other people. That's what allows us to get past some of the superficial, you mentioned the highlight reel, you know, and I think we all fall into this trap from time to time, Phil, where we look at, at everybody else's strengths, you know, what they're willing to share out there on Pinterest and Instagram and start to conclude that that is representative of, of who they are and how they operate on a regular basis when really all of us 
get up in the morning and we have to shave our face and wash our hair and you know we're we're human beings who are going through a very common experience but we don't always share uh the ins and outs of our our struggles and our daily lives through the highlight reel and uh that causes some problems as a psychologist i've seen that so many times where we can compare ourselves and sometimes our weaknesses to the strengths of other people. And that's just not a fair comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not only that, but it really then sets us up for the imposter syndrome of, well, wow, my life isn't that good. So why am I celebrating the good stuff that I'm doing? Boy, my, my life is terrible compared to that person. So mm-hmm. therefore, you know, I, I should just, you know, I should just leave it alone and I shouldn't celebrate the goodness, which, you know, goodness begets more goodness. So taking the time to post about our, our successes and our failures is how we get deeper connected to each other. It's how we really, really understand each other. And it's how, frankly, we have a better life because we have more depth of connection instead mm-hmm. of just breadth of connection. You said also, Phil, to take it offline. So there's things, obviously, that we can do in the way that we post or the way we interact on on digital media but then there's this real element of take it offline connect with someone in a personal let's communicate let's see each other's face and hear each other's voice kind of a way yeah absolutely so that's where you know you still must go to conferences if they're virtual um, then you need to do the video portion. You need to really participate in those conferences and be more intentional. But going to in-person conferences is a great way to really solidify those. And then from there, again, I, I call going from belly to belly. That's the best that you can do. And really, because that connects us heart to heart. And then it's about the eyeball to eyeball. That's video. Often that's, that's either one to many where we're part of a cohort group and we participate and we all do that. And my favorite tool for that is actually the one that we're recording with today, Paul. That's Zoom. Zoom mm-hmm. is great for groups. It's also great for individuals who use that because then, like we're doing today, it's just one-to-one, getting that eyeball-to-eyeball connection. That's also offline. And by line, I mean you know the whole Facebook where the world is watching us, LinkedIn where the world is watching us, and really being able to connect on a human to human level so that we don't have to put on any errors that we can talk about things that frankly we wouldn't post on Facebook because of either fear of being judged or fear of safety or just, you know, we just think people aren't that interested in us. So we don't share it. Uh, So that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I mean about taking it offline. It could be, you know, a telephone call. One of the Mm -hmm. connections for me is I believe that connection starts with happy birthday. So I try to call people on their birthday. And if I can't call them, like sometimes I get friends whose mailbox is full. So Mm -hmm. I will do a video greeting and sing them happy birthday and then send them a quick video (laughs) of me being silly and wishing them a happy birthday. Because frankly, you know, we get too many Facebook wishes and not enough personal wishes when it comes to our birthdays. So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Making it more private, making it more direct, more personal. 
Love it. Phil Gerbyshack today at Live On Purpose Radio, folks. As we come back from this break, uh, Phil, I would love to dig in with you on some of the principles or some specific strategies maybe that we could use to overcome this illusion of connection and really get connected to each other. We'll be right back. Hey, Live On Purpose family. I know you're a fan of personal development, and that's why you're here on the podcast. Something else that I think you would really like is Live On Purpose TV. Come on over to youtube.com forward slash Live On Purpose TV, where you will find daily episodes that are all geared toward powering up your personal development program. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And we're back. Phil Gerbyshack today at Live On Purpose Radio. Phil, I am so glad you're here. Thanks, buddy. I'm really glad I'm here too, Paul. This is fun, man. You know what? You're talking about um, the connection, and this is one of my favorite things that I do to connect. And this is... This is kind of a weird thing, Phil, because we here we are in a private space having a private conversation and we're sharing it with anybody who chooses to listen. So you as the listener uh, get to come in and join me and Phil today in this conversation. This is a way that we get to get past some of the superficial, um, here's what I'm willing to post kind of thing and and just really dig into principles. I I think of principles, Phil, as those natural laws that are always on and they affect us no matter what. And and principles determine all of life's outcomes. I think there are some principles to getting past the illusion of connection and into the, the reality of connecting with a fellow human being on the planet. We opened some of those up in the first segment. And I know you've got some other ideas and some things that you've learned through your own experience. And as you've worked with some of the amazing people in your life, um, where is your mind taking you with that, Phil? Where, where do we go from here in terms of actually connecting? Yeah, great. Really great question. And I love to get practical and tactical. I mean, that's Mm. certainly what I teach. It's great to fix your mind on stuff and help your mindset shift. But it's even more important once you do that, to actually get to work and do some of the work. And frankly, while this can be fun, it absolutely is work. It's work that's necessary uh, to connect as humans, and it's work is necessary to connect our businesses. So uh, the first, first kind of principle that I have, Paul, is what I call turn up the value before you turn up the volume. And, and that's quite simply, look at your profile on LinkedIn on any of the social networks, but especially on LinkedIn, because it comes up in the first five things if people search for your name and you don't have a super common name. I mean, if you're Joe Smith or or Joanna Smith, you're, you're not going to show up uh, in the first five for this. But if you have a, an uncommon name, uh, you're going to show up in the top five if people Google search your name for your LinkedIn profile. So mm-hmm. turn up the value means you look at your profile on LinkedIn and you think about how it could be seen as a resource for others instead of how can this be seen as a resume to show me off. So there's a bunch of things you can do on that. Things like updating your profile header so that it's not the same standard blue. Make sure that your picture is an up-to-date picture of you. 
making sure that your headline is written in such a way that it explains your value, who you work with, and what people can get as a result of connecting with you, as a result of working with you, rewriting your summary statement in such a way that it is resourceful, that you offer your contact information in that. So even if people don't necessarily uh, use LinkedIn as well as you do, that they can still connect with you. And then just you know going through and, and making sure that each field is complete to the best of your ability, not just doing the minimum and checking the box, but really adding value uh, with each of your pieces of your resume of your uh, your LinkedIn profile and not being just a resume. And I've developed a little handout for folks that uh, if you want this, it's completely free. Um, it's LinkedIn profilereportcard.com gives you the top 10 ways that you can add value before you turn up the volume by adding your profile in such a way that it's seen as a resource and not as a resume. So profile is first. Uh, second way is through the content that you share. The content that you share can help you move in a more valuable way. So that starts with you know, sharing other people's content. So if you re listen to this episode and you see that it's a value to you, well, then you should share it and you should make sure that you tag Paul and you tag me so that we can see that you shared it. Not mm. because that does anything for Paul and I, but because that then shows you as a resource of someone who is sharing other people's insights. And if you're thinking about this for your business, think about your favorite customers, your prospects that you want to touch. Think about this for people that you'd like to get in front of, but can't yet. If they take the time to write an article on LinkedIn, if they get mentioned in the news, if they're on a podcast interview like this and you want to get in front of them, share it and make sure that you tag them so that they know that you shared it. Because Paul talked before about the reciprocity of relationships. And the thing is, if you post about someone, at the very least, they're going to come back and say, thank you. I appreciate that you shared that. And at the best, they might want to have an offline conversation. Hey, I see. I really appreciate that you shared this. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe we can have a chat offline and we can talk more about what you do and see if there might be business that we can do as a result of that. And then as people comment then on your shares, the third tip comes up and that is go and actually talk back to those people. Mm -hmm. Less than 2% of your network will ever comment, like, or share anything you do. So for those people that do, you need to give them lots of love and attention and really pay attention to them. If they like it, send them a private message. If they comment, like and comment back on their stuff. And if they share, make sure that you say thank you for sharing and what it meant to you to do that. And often, if those are people that are not currently your first level connections, not currently people in your LinkedIn network, invite them to connect, invite them to join your network and start a relationship right there. Again, not being so familiar that you jump right into business, but being inquisitive and interested in what they do 
so that you can start a relationship with. I am over here chuckling, Phil, because it's like, oh, welcome back to kindergarten, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. If somebody says something nice to you, you know, uh, respond in a very courteous and polite way. It's like, this is, this is so basic and it's stuff that we don't do very well out there in the digital world. You know, having just being polite and courteous and when someone gives you a little bit of love, respond and let them know that you appreciate that and connect with them as a real person. This is part of what I'm gleaning from what you're saying here. Yeah, absolutely, right? Everything, everything that you know is common sense, but your goal is to make it common practice, Mom. You have to do yes. it. You have to do this stuff because so many people, again, they check the box. Oh, yeah, okay, great. I liked and commented, but I actually encourage people to really sit with that comment and think about it. How can you make this meaningful to someone? How can you really pour in your heart and your soul and the things that matter to you into what you say? Now, that means every time you comment, you need to think about the other person. I call it looking them in the eyes. So I'm looking at your profile picture on LinkedIn, Paul, and I'm going to think about you. Do Mm -hmm. I know you? What does Paul value? What is Paul's heart? What is his business about? What would help Paul? When I leave that comment, that's what I'm trying to do. And then I recognize that when I do comment, now my network sees that comment. Every comment, every like, every share Mm -hmm. shows up on your LinkedIn profile. So why not make it a good one? Better yet, why not make it a valuable one so you can get beyond the illusion of connection and really stay focused on real connection. Another thing, Phil, my, and my job is to illuminate the obvious, okay, this, which is awesome because I get to tell people about things they already know. Here's what I noticed. It's not about you. It, your LinkedIn profile, for example, you think, oh, well, that's my online resume, right? That's where it's all about me. What I'm hearing from you, Phil, is it's not about you. You make it about the people that you can serve, and that naturally puts you in a position where people are going to like you more. You know what? The whole reason we're even having this conversation today, Phil, is because you practice what you preach. You have shown up in my social media world, and you have responded to me as a human being, not just a a digitron or whatever you'd call a, you know, automated robot of some kind as a real human being. And that's why we made a real connection and we get to have this conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is about being human. Uh, my, one of my mentors, a gentleman by the name of, of uh, Steve Farber and Farber says the big thing is not only to be human, but then he gave me three words that are really important that I try to live by and that is be more you. So not only am I trying to be human, Paul, but I'm also trying to be me, which means I'm congruent with who I am. um, But that is for you, for each person that I connect to. So it is a valuable, resourceful human being that is available and here to connect with you. That's really my focus with using social. 
I love that you just mentioned Steve Farber. I just pulled this little orange book off of my shelf. Greater Than Yourself by Steve Farber. Had a conversation with Steve here on the show. And what you're saying is so powerful. Steve teaches this. It's not about you. It's about how can you elevate and lift and inspire and create, in, in his case, can you... Can you inspire someone to be greater than you? That's really valuable. That is really cool. Well, that's the goal, right? The goal is to raise others up. The more you want to raise other people up, the more you're going to raise other people up. So take some massive action, folks. You're listening to this and you're wondering, find one person in your network that you want to mentor, that you want to help be greater than you, pick them Mm -hmm. up and teach them what you know. Help them be even greater than yourself. And it's amazing how that will come back to you. Yes. But you're not doing it for that purpose. That's just the strategic side effect. That's right. Yeah. Well, you're doing it because, you know, it's the right thing to do. Right. It's the best, you know, as someone who's seen any level of success, wherever you are, you have something of value to give this world. And frankly, I think you owe it to the world to give it everything you've got. You know, I'm not going to, I'm going to die empty, right? To steal the Todd Henry uh, book um, title, I want to die empty. I want to die that I've given everything that I've ever had back to the world. So that, frankly, I, I, I can rest easy knowing that I didn't waste any of my time or any of my gifts just keeping them to myself. <laughs> There's a paradox, though, Phil. Because as you do that, the more you strive to, as you said, you know, to, to end it empty, to, to give it all, the more filled you become. And that's the paradox, because in in giving it, you become so richly and abundantly filled through true connection, through uh, the, I call it my human treasury, the people that come into your life, you will be more full than you've ever been. But it's because you're, you're striving to give it. And to share it and to live that way. So there is a paradox. I don't know if you can truly end empty. Maybe unless you... Maybe the opposite is true, Phil. If if you hoard and cling and it's all about you, uh, that's, I think, when you end up, you know, at least from an emotional and relational standpoint, you end up empty. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, right? I, I, I do think it's a paradox. And I do think... The goal is to, to, for me anyway, right, is to, is to at least feel like I gave all I had. Even if my heart is full, yep. uh, when, I, you know, when I do go, I think it'll, it'll still be because I gave everything that I could, maybe not everything that I had. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Phil, you have shared some, some valuable thoughts and insights here. You mentioned earlier a tool um, that people can use to, to take a look at specifically their LinkedIn profile, right? Could you share that again with us just so we make sure we get it? Absolutely. So it's a 10-point self-report card. 
it's linkedinprofilereportcard.com. If you just simply go there, uh, you'll be able to sign up uh, and get that profile report card. It's got 10 things you can do to improve your profile today and 10 explanations about how to improve it. It's not just a little checklist, but it's, it's really a great resource uh, for people. You get the little PDF and then you'll get you know further info from me about as LinkedIn changes, as strategies change. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't just teach about LinkedIn. I teach about all of connection. But for some people, you know, it starts with LinkedIn because I believe very, very clearly and very, very much that if you don't start with something manageable, it's easy to get overwhelmed. So if you're going to ask where to start, start with LinkedIn. You don't have Mm. to be everywhere to everybody, but get started. Make your profile valuable. Be seen as a person of value instead of as a person of volume. Get the LinkedIn profile report card, make your profile better, and then get sharing other people's stuff. Ah, great starting place. Thank you so much for that resource too. That's a that's a great place to start. Phil, you're living the dream, man. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Well, it's I'm fortunate that I get people like you in my life, man, that I get to live the dream with because it's way more fun when you have friends like you, Paul. Oh, I agree. And What you're sharing with us today is a recipe that allows anyone to get past some of those illusions of connection and into the real face-to-face, heart-to-heart human connection uh, that makes us all all richer. I, I can't think of a better way to say that right now. So thank you so much, Phil, for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio today. My pleasure, Paul. Thanks for having me. You guys have heard it from Phil Gerbyshack, and now it's time for all of us to go live on purpose.